Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. Welcome to Mama Interview 22 with the wonderful Greg Hartwig. Thank you very much for coming and joining us today. Oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Elliot actually is. It's great. Awesome. Um, would you like to begin with telling us about how, when and why you became a drama teacher? Um, yeah, that's sort of an interesting one because um, I first started off uh, getting a studentship to go to La Trobe University and become an English and politics um, teacher, I suppose, was what it was all about. And that was straight out of straight out of school in Wodonka, straight down to Melbourne. And um, I thought, uh, you know, by the end of that first year at La Trobe, I thought, um, if I have to write another essay or sit another exam, I think I might just go and slip my wrist. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I paid up paid back my studentship, went to work for a couple of years, um, various places, selling cars, doing whatever I could find to do. And um, then a very special friend of mine, uh, Lynn Matheson, and, um, she and I, her, my mother and her were best friends from Williamstown, grew up together, but she was sort of a special girl and she was going to Ruston. And uh, so I rocked up to Ruston one day with Lynn and, and um, I had a look around and met a few of the, the young people were there and, and a lot of beautiful young ladies <laughs> and I thought, well, I think this is for me. I think this is for me. So I went to, went to Rosden and I said, you know, I'd like to enrol in Rosden. They said, yeah, OK, um, we've got a, a place in an environmental uh, program. Um, you can do environmental sciences and things. I said, no, no, I want to do drama. Said, well, why should we? They said, why should we put you ahead of everybody else that has applied for this course? And I said, because I finished the course in the prescribed time. Uh, it's something I really want to do, and I've told you that I wanted to do that. I've taken time away. I'm more of a mature age student. You can trust me. And they said, here's the forms. Go fill them out. And away you we went. The audition. The no, I can't remember an audition. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, this was in this would be seventy four, nineteen seventy four. So it's only a very new, new thing, and um, uh, just the the practical work and the, and the working in the theatre and building sets and uh, all that all that really appealed to me, and you know, um, loved it. Yeah, awesome. people were great and we went straight through. So it was the girls that attracted you to... <laughs> <laughs> to drama education? Originally, yes. <laughs> OK, so um, over the many years since 76, you, you've been teaching since the early 80s? Uh, I started teaching in 81, yeah. 81, yeah. wow. Because so, well, when I came out of drama, uh, there was a teacher club uh, at the end of my drama course. Right. Although they imported all those American teachers over here and 
locked us out. So no studentship, no no guarantee of a, of a job, and that was back into the workforce for another year or two. And um, then the uh, education department rang me up out of the blue and said, um, would you like a job teaching? And, and I'd just bought my first house home in, um, in Wodonga, and it was because I'd gone back there. Um, and we did, I did that, and then um, they rang me up and said, oh yeah, well, this, this was on uh, settlement day that they'd actually, they actually rang me for the house. And they said, okay, uh, if you want a job, uh, go straight to Shepherd and um, um, start next week. <laughs> so my wife and then first child stayed at the home and I went, never had a chance to live in it. I went straight to Shepherd and um, for a term and travelled backwards and forwards, set up. Set up That's a long way to travel to yeah, 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 it's a two hour, no, an hour and a half, hour and three quarter trip, I suppose, each way. Um, but uh, yeah, and in those days, uh, the job was you went in there and oh, you're a drama teacher. Said, yeah, that's that's my major uh, thing. Okay, well, we haven't got a course. So the next few years was moving around Victoria, setting up drama courses in country schools, basically. Um, so that was. Um, Shepherd and High, um, went to Sale, but Sale didn't, didn't want a drama course, they were a little bit too conservative. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, moved, moved around and then came back and went straight to Sunshine High School. Um, that was an eye-opener. <laughs> um, that toughened me up pretty, pretty well as a, as a teacher. I spent... Um, Spent two years at, at uh, Sunshine High School, and um, I discovered that my Year Eleven um, English class were basically the majority of them were fun- functionally illiterate, and also a large number of them uh, were Lebanese migrants because that was the time of the Lebanese War, the Civil War that was going on over there. So I set up um, set up nighttime drama classes, and uh, we just did some socialising and some and some work with the kids there because um, also a number of them were um, in street gangs, uh, namely the Lebanese Tigers, I think they mm. called themselves back in those days. So we set up um, workshops where they could just come and, and explore, basically, and explore language and, and talk about their place in society. And um, but one, of my, one of my rules was I put a box outside the door and said, no weapons in the room, no weapons in the room. Uh, okay, so we can't, and uh, um, it amazed me, you know, like knuckle dusters, nunchuckers, uh, <laughs> uh, all these little things appeared in the in the box, and they just dropped them in the box. Great they props. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, great props, but, you know, um, we did some fairly challenging psychodrama, if you like, because... Um, I suppose that's that's what it was was about in, in those days. We I mean, just set up these new courses, and and there was this sort of philosophy that um, a drama teacher um, could, you know, with role play and things like that, um, bring out better results in challenging students or students with, uh, you know, some sort of problem. I think the current uh, research still agrees with that. Uh, it it probably does. Uh, it sort of. It, it made all the all the classes very challenging um, to begin with, and it sort of was difficult to teach the art form. And now I think it's turned around that we can 
those things are byproducts of teaching the art form. Excellent. So you've actually anticipated the next question, which is the changes that you've yeah. seen to drummer education over the last, what is it, 36 years? Yep, yep. Um, it's, it's just, but that, that sort of evolution was happening um, and depending on the, the cohorts of, of people, be they country kids or, or um, city kids, I sort of worked through a few there. I had um, I worked at uh, Brighton High School who, with an existing drama course and of course that was all the, the let's do the school play. Um, but with the, the introduction of VCE, um, schools, you, you uh, well, I suppose at the moment I'm teaching in a, um, a senior college, so that's year 10 to 12 only. Mm. So you sort of lost for the school production, you've lost your warriors, you know, your workforce, there's seven, eight, nine kids who formed choruses and, and did all those sorts of work. But um, at least now it's... It, that's meant that we focus on the VCE drama course and we focus on building those performance skills and teaching acting. Um, and I really enjoy that side of it, actually working it as, as an art form. It, is there still the, st- the school productions? Are you still involved? No, no, no we, can't, we can't do them. Like I said, you, you can't take... Um, I have enough trouble. Um, I sort of sneakily have a drama camp around ensemble time where I withdraw the kids for a week Mm -hmm. and we just stay in that theatre for a week. Luckily enough I have a nice theatre space and they rehearse and they build their productions and then they put the performances on. Um, Usually four performances, a couple of uh, uh, of matinees and two nighttime performances Um, and that's the way I get around that because I could at least argue, well, hang on, outdoor ed's taking kids away for three, four, yeah. you know, a week at a time, so I can do this and I don't, I don't have any real um, backlash for it. But uh, I suppose that's the Suedo Productions now. We'll, you know, we do, with classes now, we do, uh, we're running theatre studies and, and, dra- um, and drama, so we have the theatre studies production goes on. This year is a curious incident of the night. Oh, great. The dog in the night time, which was being studied in English. So um, there were massive organisations done to get classes in there and the, the kids played the full houses all the way through and did a great job too. Um, so, you know, levels lifted um, in those areas. Uh, and, yeah, um, we still have, still have that issues of... of kids with issues um, but you know the, the teaching the art form seems to help it you know so I've had a girl who was that shy she would not get up even in a workshop and by the end of three or four weeks she couldn't get her off stage <laughs> uh, she became sort of the diva um, and, and just those, those sort of transformations um, it's pretty special yeah. So some yeah. of the other highs and, and or lows that you've witnessed um, over the, the last uh, <laughs> few decades? A few decades. Um, well, yeah, there was one when I was back um, in the early 90s um, and my grandfather was, was in Peter McCallum 
uh, cancer clinic down here and I was putting together a, a major school production called BATS um, and in the in Wodonga in the uh, main uh, theatre in the, well it once lived in Wodonga it's now, a, a musical one yeah, yeah, Batman. yeah and, uh, it's a musical based on um, Dracula ah right um, and uh yeah, so just on opening night, um, it was one of those it'll be right in the night thing. There was just, you know, thousands of things to do. And all of a sudden the curtain opened up and this explosion of colour and, and kids and and people working their butts off. And my um, my stage manager was a young, young 16-year-old girl who's since become a really close family friend. Um, she's works, she works with my wife uh, in, in her place of employment. And uh, yeah, so years later we sort of reconnected, but she never forgets that and often says things like, you know, I, you know, I was so um, so hung up on myself. I didn't think I had any friends and didn't have no confidence whatsoever. And she's very, she still suffers quite a bit from bouts of depression and things like that but these things stay in people's minds as positive outcomes and the next thing was me going into Peter McCallum the next day to spring my grandfather out of out of the hospital because I think they were just basically experimenting on him mm. okay so and he would just get me out of here get me out of here I said okay well, we'll do that but then I told them the story of bats and uh, you know, it's again, miracles do happen. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 sort of idea that comes up. Um, so yeah, there's things are tinged one way or another. But um, always in the background, there's been that passion. I say, I think that's what happens from Rusden. There seem to be in people. Uh, a lot of people I went through Rusden with um, maintained their passion for the theatre. And uh, there are a lot of them working in very di- different areas. See a few of them pop up on the old TV and you know, <laughs> movies every now and again. Um, but that passion remains, and that's probably what still keeps me going. Um, also up there, uh, we have the special thing of having um, flying fruit fly circus in town. So uh, I get a lot of fruit flies coming in to do my drama, drama classes so to build their performances and it looks though it's getting more and more important because as you know with physical theatre um, physical theatre has become more and more of a storyteller mm. these days you know there's, there's, a, there's a, a, a real story and a, a reason it's not just people doing fancy tricks and um, so to have those kids coming through, uh, wonderful physical specimens, um, so fit, so healthy, um, and to walk into a drama class and have uh, three or four people sort of doing backflips or standing on their heads, um, <laughs> it's become the norm. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's a good thing, and they take their performance, performance skills back to the, the circuits as well. And we've talked a lot about the, the changes, like when we were going through the, uh, the 70s and the 80s with the Pram Factory, Circus Oz, um, 
there's a, a Gadaloff book, I think, um, on Australian theatre, and there's a, a huge uh, A4-sized photograph of the fruit flies up these poles, making a beautiful shot. So they, they've sort of been included in the, in the developmental stage. And um, I've got a couple of them now that, that are on tour and off tour and it gets difficult sometimes like that. But so you've got to send them out with a with something to do, and I said, well, can you you know, give me a, an ensemble that shows the development of um, theatre, uh, physical theatre, through circus. I was do some investigation into that. Mm. You know, use some of your acting skills. I don't want you to use your circus skills because there's problems with um, if they injure themselves or anything oh, like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, circus school come down on me like a ton of bricks I suppose or come down on them like a ton of bricks um, but yeah yeah, they're, they're healthy they're bouncing back I've had two two solo performances over the years two or three uh, invited to, to concerts top class the top class well yeah, done yeah, so uh, that doesn't happen often I think country schools um, are like that uh, so I've been in the country for well over 20 years. But, you know, Sunshine High School, um, Brighton and a few others around, around town. I like my time in Melbourne too, just yeah. the access. And we have Hothouse Theatre up there, um, who a wonderful theatre group, and they're just getting better and better. Um, so we often have shared workshops with them, they have a, a, a drama school, so some of my kids join them and come back and bring their skills back. Um, we have quite a few um, music theatre companies, and uh, so there there are avenues that that we've got where we can send the kids out to shine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it sounds like lots of um, highs that you've experienced over those mm. uh, decades. Um, uh, any specific memorable experiences beyond the bats, obviously, um, opening night? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we did a... Um, you know, that time you get that um, that special group um, and... Uh, I can't remember, I think in 2005, 2006, it just... One of those special groups just gelled. An ensemble drama. An ensemble drama group, and um, we we blew them away in the, in that year uh, as far as results. As I said, kids getting kids getting work done. Uh, invited to the to the top acts uh, concert out of that group, um, A pluses in performance and and in exams, which is a little bit overwhelming in that part. And I had the the um, principal coming in and saying, oh, congratulations on your results, you know, and your, your year 12 results. And I'm going, yeah, okay. In those days, I had no idea what a graph looked like or what a, <laughs> you know, what, what the statistics were that were being used to measure our, our performance. It was just me and the kids. And I'm going, no, it's just a cohort, you know. Like, you, you get that golden group yeah. and, um, you know, um, uh, they they wrote some beautiful. I'll, I'll give you a script that um, one of those kids wrote. I asked them, you know, it was the start of the um, 
technological revolution, I suppose, that's hitting. I said, can you do a script in, in computer speak? And I just pulled this thing together and I just, you know how you get a hair stand up on, on the back of your neck? That's, yeah. that's my indication of, of when I've seen something pretty dang special. And uh, yeah, so just, and that was just a one-off. That was just, you know, an exercise, but such a good exercise. Mm -hmm. they, you know, they'd won, they did beautiful performances. Um, and it have been a couple of good groups, but um, I'm looking at my year 11 group this year. It might, they might get me to stay another year, I think. Um, uh, so yeah, so those those sorts of things really really kick me along. Um, yeah, all right. Um, and you mentioned a, a number of people that have been your mentors and collaborators over the years. Uh, Flying Fruit Fly, for example, yeah. and Circus Oz. Um, who are other mentors and collaborators that you've had the opportunity to? Oh, I suppose way back was Jeff Milne and his Brett Brett stayed stayed with me. Um, uh, seeing the Melbourne Theatre Company's production of Arturo Ui just stays with me yeah. all the time. <laughs> and then Paul Capsis. Yes, absolutely. In the role Paul of Capsis. The chorus. Uh, yeah, yeah, I dressed as he, she was. Marlena Dietrich. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I fell in love with her, with her throughout the play <laughs> and then at the end of it, he took his wig off and I thought, I've never been fooled like that before. You know, like, I'm, God, I'm a drama teacher. Why didn't I pick that? That was just such <laughs> an exceptional performance. Um, so, but a lot of the time um, in country schools, it's just me. Um, so a few years ago, um, I had this uh, teacher, well, a student teacher come in, a young lady called um, Fiona Yap. You might have met Fiona. She's a little blonde girl. She comes around to drama conferences all the time. But um, she came along and she had just had triplets. <laughs> and uh, we were in the middle of a production. And she's going, can I get into the role from this? I really want to do this. Yeah, yeah, fine. Okay, do it. And she's just done such a, a marvellous job. And I've gone, my God, this is a strong woman. You know, like, goes home, triplets, um, stays behind with me for late night rehearsals. Um, and it's full of energy. So um, she became a, a sort of um, a project of mine and we still work together. Uh, so we found we've got her from student teacher to being um, on the books as a full-time oh, full-time teacher. So she does she works she does the um, theatre studies and I do the drama. So that that's been key uh, a key support because otherwise you're basically on your patent line, aren't you? As a drama and you can't teacher. do it in isolation. No, yeah. no. Well, I suppose coming back to drama in Victoria and and having the access to good theatre um, up there and doing the um, doing the VCE where you've actually got to take kids down to see quality theatre. The playlist. Um, yeah, the yeah. playlist. I thought Blind was spectacular. Um, strangely enough, what kept me, uh, what got me back, I, I took two years off teaching drama 
because of the stress of waiting. You know that, that time? Just come up with something. <laughs> you know? Just give me an idea. Give me something to work with. Okay? It's, it's all about you. you. You've got to create this performance. It's your performance. It's not my performance. <laughs> so just... But, and that stress of waiting, 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 I just... I, that's it. You know, I got I take time off and I went and taught English for a couple of years. Um, still doing the English, three three um, year twelve English classes at the moment, plus year twelve drama. Uh, I'm still fairly busy. Quite a workload. Yes, quite a workload. <laughs> um, but I, I got the uh, I got a blind student um, this year, um, and she um, she's put me in touch with Vision Australia, we've took it down and ironically the first what was what was the first play that we went on the list? Blind. blind. Yep, so we went down to Blind and um, and she got backstage tactile tours. Uh, I got to listen to what a what um, was on uh, with a, a describer. Oh wow. And that's been a real a real great for me and she has a beautiful voice so um, but doesn't have any idea of gesture. Never seen it, right? Never seen colour, never seen anything like that. So just to get to teach her gesture, and we have a plan that we'll get her on stage and nobody will know that she's blind. That's but the way, yeah, the way the other kids work with it is that the other special thing about a drama class, and that is the way they work together as a group. Now, these guys during performance it would be a light touch on a shoulder for, to go, for take me a new direction, a snap of the fingers, I'm over here this way, just really, really delicate, subtle control, ways, subtle ways yeah. of, of helping her out. Yep, yeah. and then um, she and another girl got up and sang a cappella, um, Elvis Costello's song of uh, All This Useless Beauty in sounded like four part harmony but it couldn't have been there were only two of them there and it was just once again one of those moments that that gets you so um yeah so challenges still arise mm. and i think that's what keeps us going too isn't it yeah the secret to our longevity yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you've got to stay interested in um any advice that you'd pass on to the newbie drama educators like the fionas let the kids do it. Give, find ways to get them to own their pieces, and that's that's where you get. You know, I, I want to walk, work into, and I do now. Uh, within about four weeks or so, I walk in and, and instead of saying, "This is what we're going to do today," I'll say, "What are we doing today?" <laughs> and they'll tell me. You know, I want to do this rehearsal. Um, it's it's year because it's eleven and twelve in the same room. We said it's it's year eleven's turn to have the theatre space, and we'll work outside. Uh, we've got this to do. I want to do this, and this is what we're going to do. Fine, that's beautiful. You know, um, and then to push the academic side is basically you know push the practitioners, get them get them using the non-naturalistic techniques. That's a, that's more my job, but I'm more of a manager and a facilitator mm. and I think that's that's what's what the joy is of drama and it's that whole semester work that's a long period of time for anybody to focus on one task right and 
if they don't own it early, um, you're in all sorts of strife. Absolutely. Yeah. So now you brought along uh, some uh, computer files that we're yep. hopefully going to have a, an opportunity to see. Okay. Oh, I'll just these are. I'll just bring from up your early days at, at Rusden <coughs> no, well, and beyond. Beyond, really. Um, uh, 55. I nearly told you the whole password then, didn't I? <laughs> I just pulled myself up, would have told the world. <laughs> um, just give you a bit of a look at... Um, it's nice to have uh, artifacts digital yes, now nowadays. Yes. Um, Takes up so much less room. Yeah. Um, so I'll just click through this for a moment. And so this is this is my uh, blind student. Um, don't think I'll tell you her name yet. <laughs> but in performance, singing, moving about stage, um, we did some sensory work um, and you know where you explore your space, well it got very serious about exploring her space and within, within a week she'd thrown a stick away and she was just navigating it well. So she's quite an exceptional young lady. Um, and so as we click through these are just some other pictures of um, the performances where they went to the dark side, um, where they use a picture frame as a, a computer, as a um, transformative object. Yes, transformative yeah. object, um, and did a wonderful job. So, at the end of at the end of that performance, um, they, uh, I was very pleased. I like the makeup choices they made. Yeah, well, as in most, if you notice the most ensembles, people die a lot. <laughs> you know, like in this ensemble, everyone's dead. Yeah. Right, and they they all end up in in hell, and they're they're from a um, it's um, extreme fashion. I think I think it was on a I, I pinched it off a. That's right. A, the a, uh, a, ensemble um, for, an exam. For, uh, exam. Yeah. Exam. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's work. Yeah. Calm. So this was an advertising agency that got on uh, MHR 17. To, oh, I have to, to use uh, that one to uh, go go overseas and improve their improve their skills of, of developing beauty. But the pursuit of beauty it really takes them to different places. It adds you've got cultural references left, right, and centre, mm. tattooing, body piercing. It's like, hey guys, it's not new. Yeah. You know, let's, let's have a look at some people with rings on their necks and if they took them <laughs> off, their head would fall off. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your Thank view you. with us. All right. Yep. Greg, it's been a, a joy and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I hope we can keep going. <laughs> well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other Mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question, or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. 
Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.